Welcome to another Wheel Nerds podcast. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 86. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And pornography on the go. That's right, you too can mount an iPad to your handlebar so that you can watch porn while you're on the highway. I've already been doing that. Sure, but now you can watch it big. I've I've already been doing that. Really? Yes. Good heavens. I'm never borrowing your bike again. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if Chuck offers to let you try in his suit, you say no. (laughs) That's that's why I got the the T suit with the big side pockets oh, you can put your boy. hands right in. Oh, my life was richer before this. And I got the tank bag with the big pocket you can slip the iPad into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it's got the four G, so it's yeah. always connected, and mm-hmm. I'm just streaming the whole time. I bet. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I'm such a bad rider? Oh, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bad riding, oh boy, uh, I'm going to take a class. To hopefully not be such a bad rider? Well, I'm sure the first thing they'll tell me is not to watch porn on the bike. Maybe if you stopped watching porn, you would stop blowing your lines, Chuck. Well, well, you know, but porn. They'll be like... (laughs) Where do I buy one of those mounts? (laughs) So I'm taking the advanced rider training from uh, out at the Miller Raceway. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's through the Utah Sports Bike Association. The- yep. Oh, you're going to be on their spam list again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got- <laughs> you do anything with them and you end up on the spam list of all hey, spam lists. Come on, you guys. You guys, you want to... We need guys to stand out in the heat. We're meeting... We're- flags. We're meeting at, at a brewery and all the guys who don't ride much on the street will be there. Yeah. You should park next to us. And uh, we need you to work our races. We don't We don't tip very well. No, we don't pay. No. Uh, but you're going to be cool. You want to buy my track We're bike? We're cool. Track bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, have fun with that. Yeah, I'm, I, some of my friends took it a few weeks back, and mm-hmm. they all seemed to like it pretty well. Now it seems like a pain. It just always seems like a pain in the ass to me because I don't want to put water wetter in the bike and tape mm-hmm. everything up and drill holes and safety wire everything. Well, they're saying for this, this class, you don't need to do that. Hmm. You just need to uh, tape up your headlights, take off your mirrors, huh. or okay. tape up your mirrors. Gotcha. Um, for the art classes, and they break it up into like a street art and a, a race art where you can get your. Racer license, track license, whatever they call that. I'm fast. Yeah. Okay. But the, basically, you're saying just for the art, you just need mm-hmm. most basic stuff. Yeah. That's Depending interesting. on which class you're in, kind of mm-hmm. dictates what gear they accept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the street stuff, just your basic street gear sounds like it's it's good. Hmm. No tank tops, no backward hats, no flip flops, no Bermudas. What about ripped jeans, fingerless gloves? Mm, I think fingerless gloves are okay as long as you have a mullet. Uh, uh, and it's got to be it's got to be the, one of those mullets where it's blonde in the back. Oh, oh, that's hard. Yeah, you got to be hardcore. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty intense. I don't I don't know if I can pull that one. Off. <laughs> so speaking of taking classes, yes. So uh, our buddy Matt, whose wife Julie bought him a uh, Radian, got out for his first canyon ride. Right, really? What canyon? Uh, we just went up little. I figured that had nice sight lines and not super heavy curves. You know, hey, thanks just... for calling me. Well, it was kind of a spur of the moment Dick. thing. Well, it... Dick. Yes. Dick yeah. move, Todd. Dick move. Total dick move. You know... Yeah, that's true. Well, it's a long, you know, their house is a long way from yours. Yeah, it's a whole mile that way. Well, okay. It's it, just because we had to drive by here in order to come. We actually mooned you as we went by, too, uh-huh. and, and flipped you off. Dick. And uh, that uh, smell from your bushes, don't worry about it. 
Is that why I found an upside down cross burning in my yard? Uh, that's probably your neighbor's. Damn it. <laughs> no, this is, I gotta, I gotta stop this right here for a minute and just point out. We're sitting in my, my condo mm-hmm. on the couch with the mic here with the pillow behind it as sort of, it, it doesn't it feel like a talk show it does it's got it? that talk show i feel like i need some papers to just be like or a coffee cup and how does that make you feel <laughs> well dave i'm not wearing any underwear <laughs> you know chuck it wasn't too long ago that i didn't think i would be on podcasts <laughs> now a clip from my movie <laughs> get down get to the chopper did you see that link uh, Jason sent to us mm-hmm. with the robot jocks and Pacific oh, yes. Rim? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that a few more times. I can't wait till Pacific Rim comes oh, out. Yes, and I'm sure there's motor motorcycles in it somewhere. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's yeah. totally related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll ride so that canyon ride, how'd it go? Canyon ride <laughs> <laughs> went pretty well, actually. He, uh, you know, it, part of it. His wife, Julie, said, you know what? I'm really glad you and Chuck are there to be a good influence on his riding. And who? Todd and Chuck. Todd and who? Chuck. Chuck. The guy you didn't call? Yeah, him. Dick. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was funny. Doubly funny because, you know, I told Julie, I'm like, well, here's the thing. You know, if he rides like shit, I really only have myself to blame. (laughs) Because I, uh, let's see, what did I do? I uh, helped her buy his bike. Yeah. I helped him fix the bike. Yep. I trained him how to ride. Yeah. Yeah. You're his biggest influence. And I'm one of his biggest influences. Yeah. This is, you know, it's pretty much entirely my fault. Right, right. So did he go flying off the side no, a little in the No, happy plane? to report he actually did really well. <laughs> oh, okay. He said he that he went into one corner and he knew he was in it a little hot. Um, mm. But he made it through. You know, he remembered, no, just keep turning. The bike will do it. Yeah, yeah. So he kept turning, went right through, and had a great time. So is he hooked? He's totally <laughs> It was really funny because, you know, he'd never been on a canyon ride. He farted around town and stuff. Yeah. He's been working on the bike and, like, ridden it to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, he'd never done a canyon ride before. So we got down to the bottom and he pulls off to the side of, like, oh, no, the bike's blowing up. And he, he <laughs> flips up his helmet and he's just huge shit-eating grin on his face. He's like, that was awesome. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the good stuff right there. And he's done. And we're done. <laughs> and he's hooked through the nose. So you've gone from coach and instructor to pusher. <laughs> <laughs> How was that, man? Good, good, right? Yeah, that, that first one's free. Yeah, you know what you need now? You need, like, uh, an R1. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of funny actually at first because we left and he stalled it a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Well, because it's you know it's a, it's a Radian six hundred. It's a smallish underpowered four banger, and you got to wring its neck. He's not used to having to do that with a car. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to wring. It's like the Ninja two fifty. You got to you got to just got to get on it. Yeah, yeah you got to get after it. So once we figured that out, we were doing just great. How was uh? How's the bike running? Pretty well. The uh, idle still doesn't settle down all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we suspect there might still be an air leak or something like that. Uh, interestingly, we figured out what the air leak was. He had the thing all nicely balanced, and then a new air leak just appeared midway through the balancing process out of nowhere. Oh. Uh-huh. So he yeah. goes to pull the hoses off, and the little brass noodle thingy or brass, what the hell do they call them, nipples? Yeah. Comes out with the hose. <laughs> so the interesting thing about this is the, the his rack of carbs is Franken carbs. So he bought two racks of carbs, well, one that came with the bike, and he bought another one off eBay on the cheap. Okay. And he put together all the bits of all the carbs that made one full set of good carbs, uh-huh. which is pretty impressive, I have to say. Uh-huh. So his carbs don't, it's funny because they're all like different amounts of scuffedness. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally Frankenstein. It's literally Franken carbs. I mean, it works though. 
Yep. Except for this one pulls out. And we're looking at this and we're like, wow, that just pulled right out. That's not right. And we look at the other three that are from a different rack. And we say, wait a minute. There's epoxy around the nipples. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so so $6 and 30 minutes of JB Weld later. Someone else we're in this. I'm sick of this. <laughs> Apparently this is a known issue <laughs> in the radiant community. Accepted fix. <laughs> <laughs> Good old J.B. Weld. Nice. The makers of J.B. Weld would like to remind Wilner's listeners that just about everything can be fixed reasonably well with J.B. Weld. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And if that doesn't work, duct tape. Or, I, I, I like uh, Gorilla Tape better. See, I, I don't find Gorilla Tape sticks near as well to the metal. Really? Yeah. I, know, I, I have that problem with duct tape. I just don't see... Hmm. I duct think tape it, or uh, gaffer's tape. Mm, gaffer's mm. tape's really good. I think it matters what brand you buy, uh-huh. quite honestly, of the duct tape. Not all duct tapes are created equal. I saw high vis duct tape. Oh God! <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you buy some? No, no. I thought very hard about it, though. Oh God! Come on, how awesome would that be? What about re- you? Need like reflective duct tape? I actually have reflective tape all over the bike. <laughs> Claire gave me some. He bought a whole roll. Oh God! Come on! You put black reflective tape all over your verses, and then when the light hits it at night, it's like pow! Yeah, yeah. It's like space verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls still won't get on it. Well, I didn't say that. No. Maybe maybe you need something that dudes would get on. No homo. <laughs> something like a Yamaha Raz. Yamaha Raz. Okay, so we're not going to read this ad. No, because you really need to see it to experience it. It's on our Facebook page. Many people have sent it in, thank you, and posted the Facebook page. Go and look at the Yamaha Raz ad if you haven't already seen it. Likely you've already seen it. Because this thing's this probably thing has made the rounds toward big way. Ass. The same guy has <laughs> actually made a uh, a Grand Am ad about a year ago. Oh my god! Both are phenomenal. Go check it out. Okay, so the, the, and, and yeah, I just don't want to look at it again because because there's dudes in speedos. I get jealous. Yep. So our, our first one we're going to cover is mm-hmm. a 250 RL Suzuki, Suzuki Trials bike. Suzuki. That sounds like a Japanese vegetable of some sort. For like a grand. Mm-hmm. I have this Suzuki. Oh, so he's doing it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> 1974 250RL Trails Bike. Fresh engine. Only run five minute. Clean bike. Everything works. I don't ride it, so it needs some that will... 9550 frim. frim is 950 frim. Call or text. No scammers. Mm. No emails will be returned at all. Too much BS on here. No websites will be replied to. I have more pick if needed. Call or text me. View email address. I can send you them. He sounds pretty firm on the price. <laughs> but then why do you put 1000 in the headline? Hmm. Maybe if you want to give him an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> Maybe he'll be so impressed. He'll be like, here's another 50 bucks for your trails bike I've- with a huge dented... Gen, like a dent that looks like it could be from a head in the tank. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Wow, that's a rat bag, all right. Whoa, is the is the Kickstarter denting the exhaust header? Uh, that might actually be the way it's built. They okay. do that sometimes. That looks like it'd be a pain in the ass to kick out. Uh, you burn your foot a lot, I imagine. Yeah, that, that doesn't look like a good idea. No, it's fine. Everything would be great. Um, hey, Chuck, it's only a 950 frame. <laughs> 950 frim. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think that is in American dollars? I don't have any idea. Wow. But yeah, it's a, it's a ratty ass bike. Yeah. You know, this guy is, is very negative, I have to say, in this ad. <laughs> I got a clean bike, I need to ride it so that will. 950 frim! 950 frim! <laughs> this guy really needs some frim. You know, John sent me the ad for his uh, uh, track bike. 
Yeah, is he firm on that too? Well, he says $2,000, no trades. I will trade for cash only. That's fair. <laughs> apparently, he's gotten everyone offering him oh, yeah. goods and services. <laughs> oh, apparently, he's gotten a few people going. You know, and John's track bike is it has this insanely loud, you know, track only exhaust on it that's yep. basically a wide open coffee can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, no lights, Nothing. no turn yeah. signals. Yeah. It's like, a track it's, bike. Yeah, he's never had them. So. It, he gets all these things. Could I? Could I make this work for this tree? <laughs> My buddy Billy has one, but like I can't afford a new one. <laughs> oh, so the other thing about his bike—it's never been registered. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So therefore, not stolen. Not stolen. <laughs> I actually asked him about that. I'm like, "Do you have a title?" He's like, "Nobody has t- titles for track bikes." I'm like, "Uh." uh <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna let this one go by. <laughs> That's when I, you know I was talking. And a tumbleweed goes just. Going, <laughs> he bought it from a guy who yeah. had it in his van. <laughs> There's one dude. You want a dude. bike? Mm-hmm. But John's just like, how much? <laughs> two thousand frim. So two thousand eight Yamaha Morphus five twenty five in Duncanville. Okay. 2008 Yamaha Morphus, it's the perfect bike project. It appears to be a Yamaha Morphus with no bodywork whatsoever. No bodywork, no seats. Oddly, it doesn't make it look any better. No lights. No. I mean, it's still as ugly as a Morphus usually is. <laughs> uh, my loss is your gain. 525 Oboe. That's a lot of Oboes. <laughs> I purchased for a project, but I realized, you know, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but then I realized that I had bought a Morphus. <laughs> My God, my God, what have I what done? What have I done? Is that the bodywork? Uh, used to be. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a pile of broken plastic. <laughs> and here it is again with its bald rear racing slick. That's great. Uh, I, like, I, like, I like that this is one of those ads where not only is the thing that they're selling funny, all the random crap in the background is funny. There appears to be a V-twin engine just sitting out with part of its bottom end missing on a tarp in the middle of the driveway yeah. next to the obligatory shit-can drywall bucket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's got it's, it all. That's the next Craigslist ad is the, is the engine. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, in well, fairness... It's, it's, it's Texas. Yeah, in fairness, keeping in mind this scooter, it's a pretty kick-ass platform of scooter. Okay. It's got a good engine. It's got, you know, it's long and low, so it really hauls ass. It is very long and low. Yeah. The trouble is, is that it's just absolutely fuck ugly. <laughs> I mean, with its, with its bodywork on, you see it and you're like, my God, kill it before it lays eggs. I like how the one mirror is just hanging off at an odd angle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um. <laughs> it's a sad body. It's a sad it's kind sad. of morphous. Oh. We've got a, a, another Yamaha. Oh, okay. A street trucker. A truly impressive beast. When they weren't making... Wait, we gotta do like the movie voice. When they weren't making the finest samurai swords known to man, Japanese engineers developed this into two-wheeled beast of loud, throbbing, maximum awesome. Before we go any further, here's a few things you need to know. Looking at this bike without appropriate eye protection is why Stevie Wonder now always wears sunglasses. Prince's song, When Doves Cry, was inspired by hearing the exhaust system. Since I've had this bike, everyone I sit near at work has gotten pregnant. Even Justin. It runs on two fuel types. Gasoline and unicorn tears. It has just beaten the Nazi Goreng at the Bounty Bar in Kuta to the title of official eighth wonder of the modern world. This bike has only one step between it and Kevin Bacon. The previous owner unfortunately died of high-fiving. Wow. 
Although this bike was cooler than Zeus's beard before I got my hands on it, I have made a few modifications that have now made it more deadly than a funnel web trained in ninjutsu. Specifically, new tank, black is the heart of Satan, new exhaust with pipe wrapping, same wraps that were on Rocky's hands when he beat Ivan Drago, new handlebars, Ventura, and grips. You may think you're holding on to them, but the reality is that they hold on to you. New mirrors. They were on Marty McFly's DeLorean and actually see into the past. New seat. There is room for two, even though whoever rides this bike is a one-man wolf pack. Ow! White wall tires, back, front, and rear. Even Miss Whiplash admitted she hadn't seen sexier rubber in her whole life. The bike is in Merrickville, and I'm around most weekends if you want to see it, but please bring eye protection. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's a bike. Mm-hmm. 56,000 kilometers, 400 cc, mm-hmm. and he wants 5,000 for it. It's, you know, in fairness, 5, it's Australian- in great shape. Whatever they, they use for money. Dollars. Dollars? Yeah. Isn't it like eucalyptus leaves? No, no, it's dollars. Koala, They're about the same as our dollars. Koala paws? Much like Australian culture, it's about the same as ours. Kangaroo punches? Mm. Knives? Hats? Mm. Barbies? No. Shrimps? No. Fosters? Mm-mm. Just dollars. I'm very disillusioned about Australia now. Mm-hmm. No, it's a nice looking bike. No, it's a nice looking old little bike. It's... I $5,000 seems a little steep for a bike that old. I don't care how well it runs or how nice it looks... No. <laughs> Just no. The white walls do look good on it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, looks good. Some hipster's going to love this bike. That's a distinct possibility. <laughs> Although they, down there they call them hipsters. <laughs> Australian for hipster. <laughs> hipster. All right, so this thing. Oh, it's a 1976 other makes. It's the, uh, the 1976 BMW Suzuki Glissando Bob Bobber. It's uh nothing, nothing zero zip nada came off a UPS truck. Yes, the fenders are actually hand formed steam bent wood, which is kind of cool. Yeah, sole adaption of BMW telelever front suspension to any non stock non non stock non BMW bike. Well, with enough qualifiers, you can make anything sound unique. <laughs> Over one thousand dollars in welding gases alone. <laughs> Wow, uh, so the welds aren't very clean, is what I'm hearing. 100% certified level TIG welding? No paint, 100% powder coated? Yes, the license plate works electrically? This is not a weekender bobber that looks like it took four hours to build. With a rattle can and a sawzall and a fat front tire. Clear 76 tile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, wow. Wow, somebody spent some time on it, clearly. It's, it looks amazing. It looks like a nightmare. Although I will note that the uh, carb barrels appear to be wide open to the open air, which is not what we generally call very good for them. Uh, I mean, the fenders are cool because they're steam bent. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell is with that seat? I don't know. The seat appears to be built like some bongo drums. Uh, they made me think of flute buttons controls. Yeah, it does look a little like that. I don't know. Yeah. You were in band, you tell me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's the license plate. Yeah. It works electrically. What does it do? Who knows? It's quite the thing that they have made. Owen suspension. Oh, that's what it does. Mm-hmm. It slides out. Oh, I see the license plate slides out to the side. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I give him credit. It is a pretty amazing custom, and it looks like you could actually ride it. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, if you can figure out where to put your ass. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't sell this bike. 
Well, I needed the money. It was probably built for selling purposes. You think? Yeah. This looks like somebody's labor of love. Could be. Wow, because that's gotta. That's only going to appeal like very, very, very specific yeah. people. Yeah, I suppose you're probably right. So maybe it was a commission that dropped out. You know, could be. Yeah, yeah, but, it could be like uh, a custom builder. Where do you think the gas tank is? I couldn't tell you if you paid me. I'm suspecting it's that big barrelly kind of thing in the middle there, which yeah, is a good place for it. In that, fairness, that's too big to be the oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Huh. Good place for it. Centralizes the weight nicely. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, definitely. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, this is for you. Someone sent this in saying, uh, this combines your love of blades and your love of motorcycles. New Pro Blade. 2009 to 2 ton KTM RC8 adjustable levers. MotoGP Pro Shorty Gray. And they're, oh my god. They look like knife blades. They are knife blades, kind of. I don't know if they're actually sharp inside or not. <laughs> that doesn't look very safe if they are. I would hope they're not. They're pointy. Yep. Probably made in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Laser etched. Yeah. Don't get fooled. Blah, 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 blah. Limited time. California. Major boring shit. Here's our warehouse. Here's our warehouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Doesn't say anything if they're real. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then a bunch of pictures of guys riding bikes. Of random guys riding bikes. Which probably don't have these on there. Uh, I'm going to say no, but that's really, uh, that's something else right there. This strong would look awesome with these. Yeah, it would actually. You need these. That said, I'm not really sure I want to pay 60 bucks for a set of levers. You need these. Just because they're pointy. Oh, this is, here's your Christmas present right here. Mm-hmm. I'm writing this one down. <laughs> <laughs> Caution, do not open hands quickly. <laughs> You know, the other nice thing about it is if you're trying to make dinner on the road and you forget something, oh, you, just you, just, you just start clutch, 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 and next thing you know, you get a sliced carrot. Or if you know, end up in the middle of a pack of Hell's Angels, you could just fight them with your bars. Yeah. I like it. Bike dueling. The Hell's Angels are, you know, very, they follow a tradition of honorable bike dueling, mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. back possibly as far days. As torque. <laughs> so, this is a 1979 Honda four stroke 250. Bike runs great. Starts first kick. Speed meter needs cable. Headlight needs bulb. No title will give you bill of sale. Six hundred dollars. Firm. Lots of exclamation points and a number. Not stolen. <laughs> well, you know, in fairness, it could. Yeah, it's a seventy-nine. Yeah, so. yeah. I note that all their pictures of it are blurry, and one's in like Nick, like leaning against a tree uh-huh, uh-huh. in God knows where. Uh, that, that's the picture he took before he stole it. I think maybe the one he picked. After he stole it. <laughs> when he stuck the for sale sign he in. Stuck it. for sale sign. He's like, it's totally mine. I, <laughs> it's got a for sale sign that makes it legal. You guys! <laughs> interesting point about that. We discovered that Matt's bike has two keys with it. Yeah. One is to open the tank, and one is theoretically for the ignition, except they both work in the ignition, and only one works in the tank. <laughs> We haven't tried to start it with a screwdriver yet, but we have suspicions. <laughs> I've got a lock pick. We could try that. I don't think you need it. I think a good <laughs> pair of pliers to take care of you. Oh. It's a convenience feature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Onward. Last one. We have a KLR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pretty basic KLR. Yeah, the whole title. loaner in stock, used the commuter, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, painted yeah, yeah, bed yeah, liner yeah, yeah. on some well, stuff. Here's a picture of a tire. Yeah, if it's got good tires, me, me, blah, me, blah, me, blah, 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 And here it is on its side. In Hell's Canyon. And here it is on its side. Uh, yeah. yeah and a, here it is on its side in eastern Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, OMAC area. And it's, it's on its side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peacefully sleeping on its side. So... Uh, this he's saying that the bike will not need a kickstand. <laughs> nope. 
I think so. I think Every, no kickstand necessary. No kickstand necessary, and mm-hmm. you'll develop some upper body strength. Yes, picking it up, mm-hmm. and it's it may you know, it's a sleepy bike. It's notoriously sleepy, yeah, but it doesn't seem to mind. Nope. nope. Which you know, this is he's he's posting this on ADV Rider, so that's mm-hmm. you know that's this his certain, target. Yeah, that's his target audience. Yeah, twenty seven hundred for it. It always cracks me up when you see people selling dual sport bikes, and they're like. Never, never down. You know, Suzuki V-Strom 650 never, never went down. Never down, no scratches. I'm like, really? <laughs> what were you doing? Because owned four years, one thousand miles. Took yeah. I, <laughs> uh, what did it take me? Um, poof, boy, it must have been a good month and a half before I had, had the, wrestled the Strom to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So there you go. If you're selling a KLR, show it on the side or with its excellent styrofoam cooler luggage. Simply <laughs> both. Well, you know, a milk grade upgrade. Mm. Well, you don't want to get too fancy. Uh, speaking of ads, Mm-mm. a lot of people lately, like Thomas and you, he, he. and you, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. That other time was me. Yeah, dick. Uh, they've been sending me ads for Ulysses bikes. Well, they're, they're I don't know for if, sale at reasonable rates. I don't know if they're like flooding the market now all of a sudden. It's just all of a sudden, like a whole bunch of people are just independently sending me ads for uh, mm-hmm. for Ulysses bikes. Well, here's the thing about Ulysses right now. They they have a lot of them are developing this symptom for a a couple of different problems. It's where they run like shit, <laughs> so they can be had on the cheap. <laughs> also, you should buy one. <laughs> Yeah, everyone misses me having a Ulysses. Dude, the jokes write themselves. Do you know how easy it is to make a show when you have a Ulysses? It's like it's like come in like, hey Chuck, what's wrong with the Ulysses this week? Forty five minutes of just fucking comedy gold right there. Boom in the can. How are things? My Ulysses is broken. Ha ha ha! Crowd pleaser. It's not. <laughs> Bud sold one of his Beals, his STT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's says he's got it for like another week if I want to take a test ride on a Buell that's running. Mm-hmm. I know that you say that's running with air quotes around. <laughs> Mine ran. Ran with big air quotes. No, it ran. Technically, it it ran. Yes, ran is past tense, so it it ran. It once, ran once in days of yore. Chuck's Buell ran a little bit. Shut up. I would love to have an Ulysses. Except mm-hmm. I also like doing aftermarket. I like Farkley. Mm-hmm. And you're really limited with that. Yeah. Unless you like building all your own hey, shit. Hey, hey, do you guys have that for Ulysses? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 There's like two guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. How much will that cost? More than the Ulysses. Everything you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Like the highway peg thing. It was either like some weird Frankenstein mm-hmm. thing, a contraption of pipe clamps and shit, mm-hmm. or you could pay this guy in England an arm and a leg for one. I think you should have gone with the broomstick and the tape. <laughs> <laughs> with versus high vis like, duct tape. Easy. Mm-hmm. Crash bars? Easy. Mm-hmm. Lights? Easy. Mm-hmm. Luggage? Easy. Mm-hmm. Everything? Easy. Now, does the versus have the aftermarket like the Strom does, where there's like. 50 dorks in their garages who ride one and they're like, I designed a better version of these crash bars. No. So did I. No, no, it's not like that. No. There's a few small independent Mm -hmm. guys, but it's not like the Strom. Gotcha. Not the the endless choices. Well, for one thing, it's the, that bike's just not as mature as the Strom. Strom's been around. That's true, I suppose. The Strom does have some time on it. Really? Hasn't it? Uh, shit, it has, hasn't it? The V-Strom 1000 is 10 years old. Wow. 
So, you know, that, that's a long time to build up a following. It is. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. It's crazy. <laughs> Your bike's old. Freaking. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know, even the Ulysses was around only five years mm-hmm. in production. Four years. Mm-hmm. 2006 to 2010. It's a boutique machine now. I would love to have a late model Ulysses, but eh, I just... One of those ones with the thicker forks and the better turning radius? Yes. Definitely the mm-hmm. better turning radius and the bearing problem solved and mm-hmm. the heating problem solved mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the running like shit, shit problem, problem solved. Yeah, yeah that, one's, that one's a real bummer. Yeah. The running like shit problem just is, it keeps crapping up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I am kind of leaning toward, I want to get a second bike. Yeah. And the Ural market is like cutthroat at the moment. Yeah. Something goes up for sale and it's days, hours, minutes before it's gone. Yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, on the other side from Euro, I was thinking I, I want uh, a larger bike, mm-hmm. like either a naked or a sport bike, just to mm-hmm. bang around on. Sure. Like a Speed Triple, mm-hmm. an FZ1, the sure. FZ09. The FZ09 um, looks badass. It looks, right? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm leaning toward, mm-hmm. you know, something yeah. like that. You know, I, a hooligan I, machine. Yeah, a hooligan machine. FZ1s I can get for about f- five grand. That's for the newer ones, and I'm told the... Uh, the older ones with the tube frames are actually the better ones. Really? Yeah. Like older, couple, how, how much older? Uh, I'm not 100% sure where the transition happened, but okay. when they stopped being a tube frame and become an extruded aluminum frame, uh-huh. they uh, they made them sportier, so they're not as comfy, and they're just, you know, the whole package isn't quite as well put together. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward getting a sportier bike. Okay, well, maybe one of the newer uh, ones then. You know, I'm in my 40s now. Mm-hmm. I'm single. I'm a divorcee. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You're going to have to get one of those things where you can attach a helmet to the back seat. Yeah. You know, I'm ready for my midlife crisis. I want a sport bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want something that's going to hurt my back, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly my kidney. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll have to stop a lot more frequently to pee. Oh, you guys! Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll, you'll, I'll smell like Ben Gay in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And you make that grunt noise when you sit on it. Yep. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And I'll pull up at stoplights and gaze hopefully at the the coeds walking. Ah, and they'll be like, Ooh. "It's a it's a Hayabusa. Get on! Hey, I can see your thong. You're supposed to like these <laughs> whale tails. Get on, damn it!" <laughs> Oh, the boy. dealer said you would get on. And that was how he got maced the third time. You know, after a while, it doesn't even sting anymore. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I just build up the immunity. You just, like, put it on your fries now? Yeah, it's awesome. You get your food delivered, and you're like... Spicy goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this waterproofing spray stuff is making the rounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I s- actually saw this article that Jeffrey posted on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. I saw it last week. Mm-hmm. But actually, I heard about this, I want to say, back in January or mm-hmm. maybe last year. Yeah. When they came up with this this hydrophobic substance. And it's rabid? Huh? It has rabies? No, it's... it's uh, they, they developed it with the idea of putting it in ketchup bottles. Ketchup bottles? Yeah, because you know how ketchup. Bloop, bloop. Oh, now yeah, imagine yeah. the ketchup just didn't didn't stick to the bottle. Just oh, bleep. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Ketchup bottle sticks. He's like, imagine all your condiments with this hydrophobic coating, uh-huh. yeah, that just repels water like a mm-hmm. magneto and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking. Don't about. pretend. Yeah, but no, it's. I mean, this. You watch the videos of stuff. You know, they treat this guy's shirt. Mm-hmm. They're spraying him with mm-hmm. ketchup, and it just bounces off him. 
Okay. So if you're attacked by ketchup, it's useful. Well, any kind of liquid. They they coated an iPhone and dropped it in a tank of water. And it pulled it out and it worked? It was still working in the water. Huh. I'm impressed. One of the demonstrations was they laid out a plate mm-hmm. and they basically drew a square with the stuff, mm-hmm. poured water on it, and the water just pulls into the square. Interesting. It is... Sort of a super DWR. It is actively water phobic. Now, I wonder if it has the same problem as a lot of the, the older school DWRs. DWR, by the way, is uh, durable water... Proof or mm-hmm. durable water resistant. It's the the finished stuff that they put on jackets and things. Yeah. You know, even a Gore-Tex jacket has it on the outside to make the water peel up on it. Mm-hmm. But it's also the stuff that you looks like your coat has dandruff because it breaks down in the UV light. Right. Um, I wonder if this is the same deal. Uh, I don't know. It, it's two different things you have to spray on. There's a base coat, then this other. So it's like an epoxy almost. Almost, yeah. Home Depot's selling it. Hmm. They've, it's gone into production as they're not putting it in ketchup bottles, but you could buy this never yeah. wet stuff. I bought. Now, I wonder if the reason it's not going in ketchup bottles is because it's it like so toxic. It'll like rip your face off. Like, <laughs> oh, it'll be great, except your arms will melt. Once it gets into your body, it repels the water through your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But, I mean, the, the, you watch the video demonstrations of this stuff, mm-hmm. it's. Kind of, it's magic. Mm-hmm. It looks magical to what it does to water, what it does to chocolate sauce, what it does to mm-hmm. ketchup. I'll be interested to see how it works. I, the the old adage of it looks too good to be true springs to mind. But, you know, on a basic level, you know, the idea of a DWR that you could easily apply yourself, mm-hmm. that's a pretty big deal. Because right now you need all kinds of ovens and doohickeys and all this kind of crap. Yeah, so I bought some. Mm-hmm. I ordered some from Home Depot. Okay. I'm going to try it out. On a b- big thing I wonder is what it's going to do to, to uh, the airflow. It's going to... Mm, it's a good point, actually. You know, mm. Do like uh, like the AeroStitch suit, make it more... Well, it's not a membrane. It's a DWR. And DWRs will cut down on your breathability, but not near as much. Yeah. Um, because this is generally the principle they work on. They work on surface tension of water, mm-hmm. um, keeping it from going through. So who knows? Mm-hmm. It's uh, We'll have the link up in the show notes. Go watch the videos for this thing. It looks mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just just watching ketchup flow off of someone like water is kind of weird. Mm. Yeah, that is a bit strange. So while you were at Overland Expo, you met Ron and Don Grace. Yes, of uh, Lost for a Reason. This pretty cool charity. I recorded an interview with them at their booth at the the expo. And uh, let's just jump right into it. I'm here with Ron, Grace, and Don. Ron and Don are husband and wife, and they are behind the Loss for a Reason, right? Absolutely. So what, what's a Loss for a Reason about? Well, it initially started when we were traveling through the Navajo land. We were traveling through the Navajo land and, and just noticing, you know, like any on a motorcycle, you notice things. You notice the people. You notice things more than you notice uh, on, a, on a driving through in a car or something. So you notice the poverty and the beauty. It's it's beautiful land and, and really great people. And but you notice that there's a lot of poverty. And I was just sitting there thinking, what could I do to you know make some kind of impact? You know, there's a lot of alcohol and domestic abuse. And if we can make a small dent in that, that'd be great. What we did is initially started you know saying, hey, I'm going to take some stuff down. And then that's where my plan was small and I point all credit to God because I say my plan was was just to put some stuff in my bags and uh, I was going to take it down there next time I went and then I say God's plan is huge because I started telling people and they said hey that's a great idea I'll help and then pretty soon I I can't put it on my motorcycle then people say hey I'll I'll buy uh, um, some food from Costco I'll throw in this and that and then then we started saying well where can we 
you know, it just builds momentum. And all these ADV riders, um, they all felt the same way. They all have great stories about, you know, traveling through, meeting people. And so it triggered a nerve that I didn't really even expect. I was just talking to, initially thinking about myself and my own experiences. And then it triggered, uh, it triggered responses from a lot of other guys too. And so it just built momentum. And then, so we started making, uh, fundraising t-shirts we started making uh, stickers and reflective so you know they're great for motorcycles and cars it just worked out really really nice so we've, we've been able to you know one the first few months it was kind of slow well first couple months but then it, it, it started growing and, and as the word got out people started wearing the shirts people started asking what it, what is it you know and then and then the more people that ask the more you get to talk to them about it so then now we're going on like the fourth fourth month in a row of funding the Todnasi uh, shelter home that's that's a domestic violence shelter and we bought you know the um, soccer balls for the kids for their their summer uh, soccer program uh, we help at an orphanage in New Mexico it's just interesting because this is New Mexico the Manuelito children's home there and then wherever and our policy we just we just ask like what what, what do you need and we don't go in there and just start saying well here's what we do and we say you tell us what we, what we do how do you find the orphanages or the, the charities how do you find the specific places to help that's a beautiful question because I initially was going to do a fundraising ride and I needed a place to do it I knew where I wanted to go roughly like Valley of the Gods then Utah but then then a guy said, uh, "Hey, talk to talk to Head Shrinker on ADV Rider." So I called him, and that's, that's JJ Lewis. And he said, "Well, hey, I, I work directly in mental health services. He, he's a psychotherapist. He works with the kids and the, and the families. So he's crucial to it because he gave us an actual focus. He was able to say, hey, we need uh, chairs here in the AA building. We need uh, small things, but really important things.' He said, uh, you know, things like we need a." Uh, the, the Todnasi shelter home, that's how we found about them, because uh, he said they're always full of domestic violence. So they need money, they need clothing, they need uh, toys, they need inner tubes for, for kids' bikes, because they have a program where people are there sometimes for a day, sometimes for six months, just and people come in at three o'clock in the morning. You know, they don't come in like, they don't plan it and say, hey, next week I'm going to go to the shelter. No, they, they come in like in a, in a hurry with you know, just whatever's on their back. So JJ's been fantastic about that because he has a heart for helping people, you know, hence his profession, but also he has, he has a heart for, for looking out, and he's an ADV writer as well. And so, and he's willing to put in the work, um, he's willing to put in the um, going and sourcing out materials, going and sourcing out things that would help, uh, you know, we're gonna do a, a work, a sort of a work ride thing. I mean, we're going to, mostly the construction crew in, in July is going to do a, we're going to work entirely the construction crew, and then during that time, there are three days, then we'll have guys that want to just come and ride, and that's totally fine, too. So it's kind of like Habitat for Humanity on motorcycles. On wheels, yeah, that's a great, yeah, great. <laughs> Which is, that's pretty bitching. Yeah, it, oh, it's going to be really fun, and, and it's been growing so much. And when you see, uh, and JJ's been posting the pictures, and he takes the pictures of, uh, uh, when he goes down and, and gives people the checks and that is just so fun because when you see you know real people's faces getting getting help and they're and they're happy it's just a blast and, and uh, what's what's i think what's really been working well is initially um kbc remodel our construction company my business partner mark and i said we're thinking hey should we should we buy uh, three thousand dollars worth of flyers mail them out about remodeling people look at them toss them in the trash or let's take that budget let's put it into something so we started we bought this t-shirts we bought stickers and then what we do is a hundred percent 
it's just self-perpetuating now because uh, 100% of the money minus the cost of another t-shirt because I, I want to have it self-perpetuating. What I really want to have is no need for the shelters or, you know, no need for the orphanages. That'd right. be great. You know, but... Uh, You'd like to be out of a job. I would love it, yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome. Speaking of job, like, you know, I joke about it because this is the most money-losing, completely opposite job. Like, when I... When I do estimating, I bid a, a construction job. I want to make as much money as possible. And with loss for reason stuff, I, I just want to lose as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. So awesome companies, you know, Twisted Throttle. A lot Turitech. of companies are throwing in. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Black Dog Cycle Works has been a huge help. Um, Trailmaster, Rob Watt and Trailmaster has been a huge help. And so when you say loss for a reason, you mean money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. So let, let's talk about who you are. You're saying your your background's in construction, your yes. remodel, con- yeah. new, new construction, um, commercial. Who is Ron Grace? <laughs> let's talk about Ron Grace. You know, my let's do because uh, my, <laughs> my my hat, which brings up a funny story because um, JJ brings uh, an awesome aspect to it. I bring I bring my passion for it. His passion comes from uh, from helping the kids in the, in the psychology world. My passion for it comes from um, alcohol, my own personal um, battles with alcohol, drugs, my history. Uh, um, and I don't want to, I've, I've had times where I've gone home and then my kids say, hey, daddy, are you home? And I don't want that to happen. You know, th- that's what drives me. So sometimes my, my story is a little darker it's not like warm fuzzy you know uh charity or non-profit story but my my story is a little bit more harsh but but that's what drives me personally to you know if i if i can just do whatever i want because other or do do whatever i can to to make a dent in, in in the damage that it's doing i see it i know that i can see the people i can see the situations i mean it's just it's bad so i just love to you know that's my i have real personal drive and what's funny is, is it's tiring because I have a I have a regular eight to ten hour job doing construction. Yeah. But and it's tiring, but I have I have uh, energy for it. But then I come home and work for another three hours on Lost for a Reason stuff. And uh, sometimes I have to do it, you know, do family time because I want to I want to pay attention to be a good father to my own kids. So I can't focus on uh, on everybody else's kids and then forget about my, that I have my own. Yeah. So that's a real hard balance. Yeah. And, and it's easy to it's easy to get going. Like, oh, just a second, but I make a real big point. Like, Daddy, will you go jump on the trampoline with us? And I go, Yes. Okay. So I'll drop what I'm doing and, and play with him because you have to really keep a, a family balance. You know? Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, it's, but it's been so fun. So many people uh, helping, and somehow, and that's where I, I go back to God again because because God make made it the energy because because there's no way I would if I was doing only construction. For like 16 hours a day, I'd be burnt out in a week. Yeah. But I somehow I just keep doing it. So. For the listeners' benefit, Ron's got full sleeve tattoos on both arms, and he's riding a BMW GS. So, John, you can suck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John's a friend of mine. He gives me a, a you know, I just got little, little tattoos. Uh huh. He says I should be riding a Harley. See, that's it, it's, I get I get some of that. It's really funny. Like uh, he's got a nicer GS than you do, John. <laughs> what? I get I get some funny uh, um, attitudes from like you go to the, the total purists like the some uh, some people you even see here like where they 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 want to talk shop they want to have all the latest cool gadgets the latest the liquid cool GS and whatever my bike is a '99 GS R1100 and it is like a tool and I and I, I have 
I use it as a tool. I, when I take, when I crash it and I roll it down a hill or whatever, I take pictures of it. I would take pictures of Lost for a Reason. It's upside down. And I, I, you know, I, I've done that where I have my, my GoPro camera and I've spun around in the snow, fell down, and then I was actually facing my bike this way, you know, facing the headlight. And that just made for a really funny picture. And, and, but if I, can, if I can draw attention to Lost for a Reason by doing that, then it's awesome. So, so I, I always say my bike is more of a tool than it is a, a, a you know, a hobby vehicle. Yeah, a hobby, yeah. What, what do you think of the beak on the GS? I don't know. I, I, it's a, that's a good question. Because I've I've looked at it. I've, I've, I've done the thing where I've set my hand there. And like, what would it look like if I cut that off or took it out? And, you know, done that up and down and, and looked at it. And I I don't know. It's, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same without it for some reason, you know. It's completely useless because the the, the it, it is you know yeah and it doesn't it doesn't I wouldn't even know because you know going going really fast say if you're doing like 90 and it's windy I don't know if it helps you it probably hurts you I would guess yeah uh, I would guess that it would throw you around I, I mean but I just kind of think it's it's a little ugly yeah it is it's a weird uh, kind of ugly though like a Hummer yeah. like a um, like a Hummer is an ugly vehicle but it's somehow cool like um, the uh, some of these, some of these, these Overland vehicles around here, you know, they're they're just really ugly aesthetically, but they're they're cool anyway. So do you you and Dawn ride two up? Or? Yeah, well, she uh, she stopped riding a while ago. She's she's motivated to get back into it. She, uh, back we, when we had uh, kids, like our when we started having our uh, our kids about eight years ago, then she stopped. She had a she had a. You had a Ducati Monster pumpkin, and then a Ducati Monster pumpkin. I think that's a special one. <laughs> and, um, she had that. She had a. I'm Italian. Uh, <laughs> she had a Motor Marini, and she had a, a '67 Triumph uh, wow. Tiger, and then uh, and then uh, what else does she have? What do you think of the beak on the BMW? The beak. Yes, the beak. I like it. I like it. You do. I like the whole. Yeah, you don't like it. It's ugly. Yeah, I think it's ugly. I think it looks like it's that. It, I, I don't know my terminology all that well. That's but okay. It's that enduro kind of like that motocross sort of yeah. look. Yeah. Like, but it, is it useful? Probably I would not. Say no. But is it <laughs> well, let me cool? Just have a look. And it's just one of those weird things that somebody did. Now. I like it. One thing the 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 windscreen you got to take that off. Like the stock one is just completely pointless. It dumps, dumps all the wind and everything right under your chin, huh? These are the newer ones, and they don't have it. No, those are those are taken off for just for the for the for the expo today because oh. they'll break. See how mine's broken down the middle? The stickers. So the beak is good for breaking. Oh no, no, no I'm talking about the windscreen right oh, now. Oh, the windscreen. Yeah. Right the, my my windscreen's broken down. No, she's talking about the beak. Oh. I think I don't know. I think it's it's, lens, it's so. got the beak. Kind of oh, different. the newer, yeah, the newer ones, oh, shorter. shorter. Yeah. I think they're really cool. <laughs> not, not of like a a, a a mentally challenged bird. <laughs> Maybe a mentally you know, challenged bird. You know, there that's one of those in Mad Max, wasn't there? <laughs> that's true. I think they're kind of scary looking. Now, the more I look at the beak, it does look like a mentally challenged bird. Especially with the headlights like that, it's all like, Durr. yeah. <laughs> the guy wants I want to go ride. Right. So I grew up on old dirt bikes from the 60s and 70s, and so I really love, and I probably shouldn't say that the BMW related thing, but 
You love, love like tri- this Triumph and those old. Oh yeah, I just had a I, this bike I just sold was a Triumph Bruxton. I, oh, I love that bike. It's it's the same. Yeah, it's the same chassis and frame as the Scrambler, but it's got uh, more of a lean in look, yeah. the bar end mirrors. I like you that would style. love it. Yeah, I like that like style. Cafe style. Yeah, it was a lot of fun yeah. to ride. I think mm-hmm. those just look very good. Yeah, that's the whole point of the classics line. They're, yeah. they're, they're cool bikes. I like that uh, big old knobbies. That's a weird thing people are doing a lot, yeah, I like, like those tires. putting knobbies on uh, on more suitable. Well, the Scrambler's sort of a like they're semi off road oh, yeah. kind well, of bike. If you think of way back when, and, you know that was it. That was what they were do. There, you know, you see the guy with the goggles on. Yeah, and the white that's evil Knievel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Evil Knievel would not put a beak on his bike. No, he was, <laughs> you're right. No, but it is cool. really motocrossy, sort of like dirt. Because all those motocross bikes have that. You talking of, about the beak now? Uh huh. Don't they? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you see like that one. See well, that HP two. Yeah. Well, those are the fenders. Yeah. This is this is see this has got a fender. What he's talking about is like there's a uselessness that's factor of the beak because the fender's down below. It is like it's mocking the fender. Oh. Right. It mocks the fender. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they have them? Right, ah, exactly. Why? Now we're just why? That's why. But no, I asked the BMW vice president why. You did. <laughs> I missed. He said I should just shut the fuck up and get used to it. <laughs> really? Not like that, but you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, and then he was oh, motioning okay. over his German security to, to beat me in the parking lot. Security. Hmm. There was a lot of like uh, saluting involved. Uh-oh. So what do you ride? Uh, Kawasaki Versus. More of a street bike. But oh, yeah, I, I would run it. Did you ride it here? Oh yeah. Yeah. My dad um, got a, just recently got a, and that's another thing too, that he and I have done a lot, a lot of rides down down here, like Havasu, um, around in the reservations too. Um, so it's really fun to take father-son trips, you know. Uh-huh. And he's actually had so much fun and got got excited about it again because um, he's because he had sold his his other bikes. He has you know Triumph. He has a couple of uh, like three Harleys, and then he he got another. He loves Harleys. So he got the Buell. I'm sorry. Yeah, he got he got the Buell. That thing is insane. I, I had I had my uh, Buell before the versus. I had a Buell Ulysses. Ulysses, yep, that's yeah. what he has. And oh, it's not so because that thing it's it's like a speedway. I used to race speedway. You know, that pours on the just having all that power. Yep. It's just like oh, you can get the thing to go sideways, and yeah. straighten up sideways. It's, it's a great bike. It's great. It, it feels too like a crotch rocket though riding it because the dynamics are funky. Uh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty sporty. Yeah. Yeah, as far as where you had to sit. put risers on it and yes. lower the seat. Yeah. That's a good point too. I told him I said the first thing you do before you even put gas in it next time is get some like at least one inch riser and stuff. Because you are like this. Yeah. So if you were like that, especially standing up in the pegs, yeah. Some like what the what are the risers that uh, are adjustable? Rocks. Oh man, Todd would took no. That's why I need Todd. Todd actually remembers stuff. That's <laughs> my wife. I'm I'm doing better at names than uh, cause I've been really working on it. Cause she said you gotta you gotta. She said it's just plain disrespectful. Cause I'm like hey hey, you know, and it works. It's just a guy thing. Typically, she goes you really gotta be more you know more attention to names. So 
I've been really working like today on, on trying to remember people's names. Take I love the fact with your phone. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love the fact that we're all name tag. Hi, my name is Ron. My name is Chuck. Do you guys ever like take rides on bikes? We're gonna. JJ did uh, a program, actually through his work, where they had a a motorcycle riding, and this is just so new, and I'm I'm trying to keep up with it. But we're we're open to. Uh, Stuff we're open to new things all the time as long as it, it helps and and does something positive. Uh-huh. And so, I, you know, I contacted the, uh, the the principal of the Shanto uh, Prep School and I said, "Hey, you know, what do you do? Or what do you what do you what do you need? And really, and, and uh, what do you think? What would help you?" And, and uh, she said, "Well, we she's, the different needs they have are you know basically from uh, um, planning." She said, she said they don't the, the older kids don't have a." Uh, goals and I said well I can't really give you goals oh wait I do have friends who can who can say I can say hey you want to go talk to some high school kids about what you do a graphic design guy um, um, anybody like uh, you know maybe some of these guys here at these um, these camps I mean say like rawhide maybe they would go go and talk to them about what you do and so I want to start soliciting get people to go you know group it with the trip you know go through Monument Valley ride along and, and during school stop in and, and give them a talk about what there is outside of you know next week because because she said a lot of her kids don't don't plan beyond a couple of weeks down the road and you know when you and i were kids right we were like oh i'm gonna be an astronaut one week i'm gonna, next week i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a pro baseball player right you have all these lofty dreams and that's that's really cool it's afforded to us by our parents who take care of all the other stuff right and, and these kids don't have that they have like uh they they gotta fend for themselves you know half of them the other half they have to worry about you know they're gonna get beat and then i think there's just two halves in the hole right yeah so yeah. <laughs> he, he's looking at his wife for help for mathematic advice <laughs> no but there's a there's, oh i got I misspoke because there's so many components. There's so many different things I could use help with. He's about to bust into the Monty Python routine. <laughs> oh, no. you guys... oh, yeah. He's talking Monty Python. about 42, you know that it's the answer... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, did you ever see uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, yeah. Uh, 42. 42. She's 42, 42 today. Oh, you should mention that. Happy birthday. Her birthday is 42, and that's the answer to life. Life and all the questions of the universe. And, right? and Ron just told our entire show how old his wife is. Oh, right. <laughs> maybe you should say that I, I am actually 74. I know. What and then that way you'll seem really young. Anyway. <laughs> wow. The answer to life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> Ron will be sleeping on the ground tonight. Oh, man, the bar on the ground. <laughs> I've done that. Like sometimes one one winter, it was really cold, and I uh, um I had a the hot. I had this awesome. Um, my father like gave me this really great wood burning stove, and I'm out there. We were getting some fight over nothing like usual. And I go out and I'm. I ended up as the fire dropped out. I, I I woke up and I'm I'm wrapped around hugging, hugging the, cuddling up with my fireplace because because as as it got colder and colder, I inched closer and closer to it. It was really funny. So. I love you, woodworking yeah. stuff. <laughs> I know. I noticed myself. I'm curled right around. Your wife walks in in the morning. What are you doing? Cuddling <laughs> that night. You're a freak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
All right, so sum up. Um, you got this great charity, you know, trying to help kids who are in need. What big plans do you have down the pike? I mean, you, it oh. sounds like you want to put together a roving mo- motorcycle gang of yeah. builders. Well, and, and, well, and repairers and yeah, and it's I mean, a lot of people, a lot of in the in the adventure bike community, you know, have all sorts of different jobs. You know, there's doctors, lawyers, uh, carpenters, plumbers, podiatrists, know, people. Yeah. It's, there's so many different people, but they can all help in different ways, and they are. They can either help financially or by, by spreading the word, stickers on the on the panniers, stickers on the helmets, um, and, it, and then it, it branches out. And so, so it's so my answer is it's a hard it's a hard the, the question's always changing because what should we, what can we do now? And I wouldn't have thought I would wouldn't have thought hey next year what I want to do is build uh, a center with showers like a community center like a and even if it's mobile even if it's like a trailer that's got a washer and dryer and uh, um, a washer and dryer and some books and some, some clothes so that's hugely needed and what's what's amazing is we're we're surrounding a third world country I mean we have um, and they have a lot of places don't have running water they don't have clothes or shoes you know uh, or legit clothes and if I could, if I could create something like, say, um, a, a mobile place where they can go and, and wash clothes and get them access to, to newer clothes, people have been so cool in dropping off like brand new tags on them. They go to the store. Oh, donations! To you got a whole box of donations right that, here. Wow. Yeah, just from this morning. And and I looked at it and I thought, you know, wait a minute, this stuff isn't just stuff that you know the nicer stuff or whatever. This isn't the stuff you're cleaning out your closet or something. This is brand new stuff that they've walked by. They say, hey, heard about it. Because that's because uh, Rawhide mentioned it, Overland Expos mentioned it, um, Black Dog Cycles mentioned it. And they, you know, Kurt and Martha have been great about um, uh, just pushing. They donated all these stickers so we could sell them. Okay. And um, just so many, so many really great people donating. But to answer your question, to get back to it, I would have... I would have not even thought, like like a month ago, my answer would have been different. Because, hey, could we possibly build a build a, a building or 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 re- revamp an existing building and then create a community center so kids could go and take showers and get cleaned up and hang out, you know, and, and uh, have books and whatever. I would I wouldn't have thought of that. And I, but then now I'm like, every day the more the more uh, help and, and people jumping in. Now I'm like, yeah, we could do that. This is perfect. We got the construction. Uh, we just need to find that. We got the the amount of people that help in so many different ways. I mean, the helping varies from from people donating their time, people donating their skills, you know, um, uh, do, uh, advertising skills, um, d- design, graphic design skills, um, physical labor, carpentry skills. Um, a one woman. Uh, Knitted. She loves to knit. She knitted all these really cute little blanket blankets and hats for kids. <laughs> I mean, and, and if I would have going back to the very beginning, my whole idea was about the size of my panniers. Yeah. So, and that's why I, I always defer any credit and stuff to because um, when people say, "Hey, it's a really good thing you're doing, Ron," like, well, Ron, Ron was Ron's idea was really tiny. It was the size of two panniers. Ron's idea looks like a couple of ammo boxes. Yeah, exactly. It was two ammo boxes. You know. They're both the same size. I didn't even have one bigger on one side. Hi. So, hello. How are you? Good. How about you? Doing okay. Um, so I you could... guys are a fundraiser. 
Yeah. Selling shirts to help others. Yeah, we we send uh, all the money, like a hundred percent. We we do take. It costs seven dollars to make a shirt, and so I take seven dollars and I put it back into making another shirt and just keep it going. And uh, we help out a we help out basically a, as many well kids and children and families on the Navajo reservation. Okay. But, uh, as of late, we've been helping out. Manuelito Children's Home. It's in New Mexico, and our, our biggest one has been the uh, Totonasi Shelter Home. Okay. It's a domestic violence shelter home. And so yeah. I've been banned from buying T-shirts. My girlfriend says I have way too many shirts. Oh. But she just likes to see with your shirt off. So, uh, oh, sweet! Yeah. So I'll give you a couple sweet. bucks for a couple stickers. Is that? Oh, they're uh, um, they're five bucks for. Uh, they're reflective. They're five bucks each. Yeah. Okay. I'll just get the smaller one then. Yeah, they're uh, they're reflective and all the money goes down there. Ron's gonna try to get out of the butterfly chair. I don't know. Is that what it's called? Or a light chair? I forget. Something. Kill Ron chair. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, sir. What's your name? Ron. Hi, Ron. Ron. Chris Kelly. Kelly, nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Personally, have much contact with people on the rest? Not as much as, as J.J. Lewis. He's a crucial, crucial member of Lost Dreams. He works directly with the kids and families in the mental health services. Uh, well, there's something I've been wanting to do with people on the res for years. I'm a substance abuse prevention specialist. And I work with kids in schools. I work with church groups. I work with community groups. I work with parents. And maybe just pass on my information to a person. Where is this reservation that he does work in? Oh, okay, right nearby, yeah. Yeah, I had a friend that lived on the res in Chinle. She was a lawyer with DNA that does the legal work for the Native people. Yeah. I don't know, I'll just pass it on. Um, I'm an educational nonprofit. Um, I'm interested in helping Native people, and I know that substances yeah. are kind of a bit of a problem. I work with kids so they don't get involved. And that's, that's the reason for the shelters. And, and if you don't, and that's what we're doing. I mean, what we're doing is you do the preventative stuff at the same time we're doing the fixing the toilet at the at the abuse shelter and we're doing the nuts and bolts things and also but if you do that then that's just a beautiful yeah. well pass it on fantastic thanks man yeah, good to meet you Greg. all right take care it's so it's always we're just always, always growing always growing always see, we'll see that just now uh, chris chris so i'm about the names so i'll say it four more times chris, chris. <laughs> <laughs> so if I no, but see, you meet someone and say, hey, okay, well, I got, I got the. Um, see, my wife does. Uh, she's awesome. I mean, she's got a, a big heart and talking to people and 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 emotionally, and she, uh, um, and Tegan does as well. And uh, that's JJ's wife. Okay. And um, the uh, so they got that, and I'm, I'm like, well, all right, that's cool. But I, I want to get on. Uh, let's let's get working on stuff. So um, you know, I'm more of a like, okay, let's. Let's snake out the sewer. Okay, let's I'll fix the toilet. Let's it. fix the roof. Let's, you know, the nuts and bolts of things. So, <laughs> and um, you know, like I was saying, like we we all have a part, and, and if if we all if we all chip in like that, it's gonna be awesome. That's cool, man. Well, thanks for talking to me. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Cool. Sounds like there was a little bit of uh, uh, charitable networking going on there in the background. Yeah, it was amazing just how many people were coming up talking to him. And he was saying that just happens to him all the time. It's, huh. That's how he's like, that's part of how his organization's growing is just people will want to get involved. Mm -hmm. They're having a big, big event in July, a sort of um, ride through the Valley of the Gods, mm -hmm. plus 
building and helping handyman, you know, mm-hmm. construction kinds. What he was basically talking about in an interview, they're going to be doing this on sort of like this organized ride. That's a cool idea. It'll be like a bike gang of builders. Oh, we're here to build a thing. In your town. Tump, 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 bye. <laughs> Don't make us mad or we'll build another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make us mad or we'll make it so the doorknob is a little sticky. <laughs> we'll make your room not square. <laughs> uh, it's like your old house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we have the link to their website, the link to their Facebook where they're talking about the event. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting talking to him. You know, you could tell the man is just very passionate about what mm-hmm. he's doing. Oh, yeah, he's no doubt about it. So well, It's kind of interesting that he brings up that balance between, you know, the, the, the family and the passion mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, yeah. just family and everything else, you know. Yeah. That's... You're you're having to deal with that. I'm having to deal with that in a big way. I you know I have to deal with that. Uh, just you know, and the beak, the beak, the beak, the beak. I'm glad someone else notices that the beak doesn't do anything. <laughs> it always worries me when people are like, "Well, you need that for the um, so that you, uh, in case it stuff adventure, adventure." <laughs> adventure. Well, it was clearly it's there just to impress women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Judging by the you know you judge them by the size of their beaks. Mm. So the guys on the Yamaha. Well, that would, oh, that explains it. That's why Mister Adventure put four thousand dollars worth of stuff into his Super Tenere because it didn't have enough of a beak. It has no beak. No beak at all. He's feeling inadequate. It's beak compensation. Look at my aluminum can. Beak compensator. <laughs> beak envy. He's got beak envy. Oh, man. It's exactly. all coming together now. <laughs> it explains everything. That's why KLR people don't feel the need to do anything fancy, because they get this giant beak. <laughs> they have the beak of all beaks. It, it explains everything oh, now. Oh, God. The world just came into focus. <laughs> Why? Good lord. Beak envy. That's why those guys were trying to fit a beak to a versus. That's why there's a there's guys who fit beaks to stroms. Beak envy. Beak envy. Is there any reason for you to put that there? No. Because <laughs> small beak. <laughs> small I have I have small beak problems. <laughs> beak <laughs> Hey, you see this beak? Jump on my bike! <laughs> you know what? See how this beak doesn't wobble around so much when I'm driving like that guy's beak? <laughs> well, the bike's a little old. The beak is starting to droop. <laughs> oh, no. Beak envy. Oh, boy. We have to start a support group. 12-step group. <laughs> you, too, Do can you? Get over your beak envy. Have you noticed a new problem with your beak? You know, it's like the older couple, like, dancing or, you know, they're happy and they're dancing. They're in the bathtub holding hands. No longer do you need to be embarrassed by your beak problems. Is your beak not there when you need it most? (laughs) (laughs) And then it just pulls back and there's the the BMW. Like sitting in the bathroom next to the bathtub. Always be ready. And don't forget your hydrophobic coating. <laughs> hydrophobic beak coating. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, male. 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 
Matt writes, hit me up. That means contact me, please. H-M-U. Remember we, did, we kept saying, what the hell is Hamu? Come on, guys. I'm 52, and I figured it out. You guys are phoning it in. My lawn. GTFO. We should Hamu him back to give him a piece of our mind. Yes. It's Hamu him. Hamu him. Hit me up. Parents, talk to your kids about Hamu before someone else does. So he's 52 and he knows – so he's out there texting. I think he's got a basement filled with tied-up teenagers. I was going to say, you know what this actually means? It means he was like, what is Hamu? And his his little nephew or niece was like <laughs> – You know, the teenage eye roll. Uh, God. Uh. Or, you know, his, his kid. Dad. Uh. Duh. Why do you keep sending me text messages that say Hamu? <laughs> Hamu. And why do you why do you write it out phonetically? Hamu. <laughs> I think he has teenagers tied up in his basement. Uh, could Every be. week he goes and throws like a bucket of slop down there. Eat that, you mongrels! Most parents I know with teenagers think that's a great idea. But <laughs> <laughs> again, most of them are like, hey, do you have any teenagers? I'm like, no. And they'll be like, I want one. <laughs> Put him in the basement with the rest. <laughs> just put him in the room. You know, just because I've got a big beak on the bike doesn't mean I'm into that. <laughs> Not, I got nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next letter comes from Fred. He's, he uh, said he was writing to the future. The future. I'm still rowing my way through the archives into mm. the sixties now, so I'll be catching up soon. Had a bit of a time loop moment today. The first the pace episode I listened to was the Pace Nerds. Mm. Yesterday I listened to the Wheel Pace. <laughs> Strange and kind of freaky. Anyway, a couple things I wanted to say before I forgot. Uh, the spider. You guys mentioned that it's weird from a motorcycle or trike perspective, which it probably is. But you're looking at it wrong. Bombardier makes ski do. Don't look at it as a bike. Look at it as a paved mobile. Mm-hmm. I haven't ridden one, but, you know, therefore I'm completely full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Fred. Uh, I haven't ridden one. <laughs> but from what I've seen, they handle a lot like a snowmobile. Kind of like back in the day when we put wheels on the skis in the summer and, what, too Canadian for you, eh? We do a lot of weird things up here, eh? <laughs> I'm about to do a brake upgrade on my Zixer 1100 with gaffer braided lines and a few other goodies. So I listened with as much enthusiasm as Todd about TCB anti-lock mush brakes. Ah, <laughs> Sounds like something they'd sell at Kaleco or Coleco. <laughs> Kaleco Auto, makers of the adjustable power band, the radiator insulator. Uh, they also sell the Johnson rod assembly there. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious because he wrote, next thing he wrote was, I got to get me an adjustable power band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they also sell blinker fluid uh, and a variety of other quality products. Digging the show. If I have one niggling petty beef, it would be the food show. I have to listen to you guys at work with an earbud. means you were chewing and making eating noises in my head. Gross. Please stop that. Feels like being Chekhov. Botany Bay. Botany Bay. End of my mo... End of my... 
Oh, I'm lightheaded now. <laughs> End of my note from the past, which will be your present and is my future. Our future. Our future. Our future. Our future. future. Fred from Canada. Mm. So, what do you think about the comparing a spider to a snowmobile? It's it's been made a comparison that has been made and is quite apt. Okay, I've never been on a snowmobile, so it's it's a thing that runs in snow. Yes, does it have a beak? Mm, not exactly. It's got a big schnoz. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't work. Actually, you know the new trend they're going toward hmm. is they all have headlights that look like Stroms, and they have beaks. <laughs> Adventure. Adventure beak. Look at my beak, ladies. <laughs> Get on. All I will, aboard. I will take you to safety. Melinda writes, Hey nerds, Vespa Girl here. Been riding since 2004 and like any other idiot girl on a pink scooter, I started out in heels and mesh tank tops. Oh yeah. I'm going to read that again. And like any other idiot girl on a pink scooter, I started out in heels and mesh tank tops. Oh yeah. In 2009... Wait, wait, wait. Could you, could you read that again except slower? And sexier? Yeah. No. Damn in 2009, it. my partner wiped out on some nasty switchbacks up Emigration Canyon in Utah. Didn't we read about something like that on the show? Probably, because I think she's written to us before. Yeah. And I've been very slow in getting back to the saddle. Since the accident, I don't really have a reason to get excited about riding again until I started following your podcast. It's been slow going, getting over my accident-induced fears, but I'm finally back out there. Been taking my Vespa apart and fixing things, drooling over new gear, actually purchasing the gear, and dreaming of long rides again. Many thanks to Joanne the Gear Chick, Sandy from the Adventure Trio, Nicole Espinoza, and most recently Lois Price for speaking up for the girls. If any of them are listening, you ladies inspire me. How could I not want to get out on the road after listening to them? And I guess you guys, too. All jokes aside, I don't think it would have been brave enough to get back on as solo rider without you all, so thanks. And yes, I want to ride on the back of Chuck's Verses. See? I know. See? I know. The, See? It's the exception that See? proves the rule. See? Uh-huh. See? Yeah. See? Can uh-huh. you read that last part again? <sighs> I want to run. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, remember John uh, wiped up behind me? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he was kind of slow getting back in, too. Well, i got to figure it, it rattles you being on that kind of thing. He's Now he's back. He's on a Versus. Mm-hmm. It's his third bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was one of the guys that went and took the art a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's, uh, the, he said the class made a huge difference with his confidence. Cool. So, like, he's all, you know, all back into it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good news all around. Yeah, yeah. Glad to hear it. What have you learned this week, Chuck? Someone wants to ride on my verses. <laughs> Even with its small beak. <laughs> I've learned that auxiliary lights add girth and beaks at length. <laughs> That's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Beaks. <laughs> if you listen to us on iTunes, please write a review for us so that we can get some more exposure and hits. Thanks. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.